Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Don't Be Mad podcast. Your weekly dose of the homies kicking back, shooting the shit, talking shit, and laughing at jokes that are being thrown at Jamali's way. Hey, Pepto Bismol. Right, I'm your boy Matthew, aka Lefty Lucky, and joined here as always with Jamali, as usual. I'm back for the first time. Can you time. please speak into the mic? Thank you. <laughs> Jason, back as usual. Gentlemen, glad to see all three of you here for the first time in 2019. All three of us, not three of you. You're correct. Well, we do have Tyler in the back as well, so. Nice save. Yeah. <laughs> that is a nice save. <laughs> and we do have major. a special guest who's not on the mic. She's just chilling in the back. Our good friend Tracy, a.k.a. Bonita the Goddess. Chilling in the back, taking some snaps or instas because we don't do snap no more. That shit's trash. <laughs> <laughs> we off that so fellas how was your week how was the mental health nothing shaking good man can't complain same old same old as usual not yeah. new that's it bad weather that's about it that's like a reason fuck this about. weather yeah that's it's fucking trash it's all fucking ice rink out there man yeah don't even walk just glide your feet across fucking <laughs> fall on your face jamali uh, uh she can wait Broski, chill out. <laughs> How was your week? How's the, the blessed week, man? Fuck the weather, though. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm with you on that. My week was uh, because of the weather, hectic as hell at work. A lot of sick calls all week, so I had to do extra work that I wasn't too appreciative of. Overtime, man, money. No, not OTs. Like no, during just, my regular shift. Oh, extra work to pe- to pick up from yeah, the slack? picking okay. up slack because okay, that makes sense. like legit, I think the least amount of sick calls we had. It was like four or five on like one of the days. Outside of that, it was like above that, especially on Thursday. Okay. We had like at least 10 people calling sick. The government shut down hanging over here too? So yes. Apparently. <laughs> <fuck>. <laughs> Dude, like I show up to work. I, I come in. I, like I expected people to be late or like sick calls. So I'm just like, fuck it. I'm just going to get the ball rolling, start clearing out things, setting up stuff. An hour later, I'm still the only person. <laughs> In my center, I'm, and like I'm calling my server, I'm like, "Yo, where's my team?" It's that time of year. Like, what man. the fuck? It's that time of year. Like, where are these people, man? Like, I'm killing myself over here. They're like, "Oh, we're not gonna get anyone to like earliest ten o'clock." Yeah, that time of year, everyone like, usually Jesus, takes off because they don't want to deal with the snow. They don't want to deal with that weather. Oh, dude, it was brutal. Like yeah. the puddles outside were just next level. Plus, it was still raining. Like the people who did show up, hats off to them, man. Like, goddamn, myself included, because I can show up to work. That's good. But yeah. Education. Mental health wise, I think I'm still in Zen mode from vacation, man. I've been feeling pretty good. I got the mellow voice still going on. <laughs> what? What's that face? Bro, keep doing your thing. Keep talking. Okay, Pepto. <laughs> Anything you want to say to our friends? <laughs> Are you gonna hold it off for now? Because I'm gonna keep calling you Pepto. I'm gonna edge it on till you call him out. <laughs> call him out till you stop it, Jamal. <laughs> I'm not calling nobody out. I'm a mature individual. <laughs> and I handle my shit the way I need to handle my shit. But you can keep going. You gonna have the Twitter fingers? That's what's gonna happen? No. We're <laughs> <laughs> good over here. All right, where do you guys want to start, man? We got a few stories, a lot of sports stuff because. Boxing, boxing, boxing. All right, it, he said it. That's where his heart took him. All right, boxing. Adrian Broner got his ass beat by Manny Pacquiao. But expected. for some stupid reason, he thought he won the fight. <laughs> <laughs> then again, it's Adrian Broner, bro. 
Adrian Broner looks like a mini version of Holyfield. Mini no. version of Holyfield. No. I didn't say skill wise. I said he that looks. Looks. I like said he <laughs> looks like Holyfield. Like he was speaking like Holyfield. Like you know when you get a cheeseburger. I was like, okay. I don't know. What the no, fuck I, I did not about. get that at all. Like I was like, like I asked him, "Do you think you won?" He's like, "Yeah, I think I won." Like when you get a cheeseburger, you want that cheeseburger. And I was just like, "This dude took what, what is this analogy up. that's coming out right now?" And I feel sorry for the models in the background, like you know the ring models. They're like they have to smile and like this. Thing, oh, they this, they got to keep that fake ass smile up while they're looking at this dude. Like you are the dumbest fuck I've ever seen in my life. No, but if anyone <laughs> saw that fight. This dude got his ass. No, he he lost. It looked like Manny Pacquiao was having a sparring match. And he he was like getting he got bullied. He just got bullied. No, match. I think they bullied. they were saying like checking the stats. On average, he threw eight punches around. In the twelfth round, he only threw one punch. The whole time, Manny Pacquiao was doing combinations. Like like I said, like it was, yeah. it was a sparring match from against an opponent that was a dummy, essentially because Brona was trying to do his well, defensive stuff, but. If you're not going to counterattack or you're not going to like set yourself up for some combinations, how do you think you're going to win a fight? Like Adrian Broner, when he first came out, he was supposed to be the next thing to like from um, um, Floyd. He was supposed to be, but he started losing and losing. Like, this well, the, dude, the problem with that, because I remember when he first came out, the thing that he was praised for was his worth ethic. Yeah. You know, and like he was great defensively, great with the counters. Like that, that's why they likened him to Floyd because Floyd is a guy that we know great with counterattacking, great defensively. You like you can't touch him, but he will always catch you. Mm -hmm. So early on, you were seeing shades of that because that was his style. He basically mimicked the style of Floyd, and that's what propelled him forward. But he was a hard worker, and once he started winning those matches, getting the big purses, making the millions. He was all about the money and all about the show. Started rapping and making music videos, and it was like, dude, you got to fight in like four weeks. I remember, and I haven't seen anything of you after, in the gym after the <laughs> fight. He was like, oh, this thing want to make want to make a nigga go back on the street and, and sling rocks. I'm like, whoa, which was like to me. I just <laughs> looked at it like stupid. his antics are ridiculous. Like, I don't even know why. And that's the thing about, about it too. Like in the the pre-fight conferences when. The guy, I can't remember his name, like the the journalist who was talking to him and asking him, like, how do you prepare for this? Like, how do you go? And he was just like, oh, we don't fuck with you, nigga. I'm just like, okay, what? if you don't like him, you don't like him. But to act that way in like an official press conference in front of hundreds of people and like that's you're how, calling this white man a nigga, it's th- like. That's how that's how boxing is, though. The, um, boxing just is very. So classless. That's so not bad. boxing. That's no, an ignorant And you can't even person. say that's boxing. E- that, that's it's, him. No, boxing is very ego-driven. It's the same no, thing. of course. It it's is. Very, it's the same thing with But all Lewis. sports are ego-driven. But like, there's a no, time but, and place for everything, and that was not the time nor the place for that. But the thing is, with, with pay-per-view boxing, is they can go... They don't have to... There's no censor to them or anything like that. So no, but can, I, I think you should go, still have... You're right. They should. They should personal have, barriers. They should have barriers. They should have like you know a certain way you should conduct yourself. However, when you're coming... Out of getting here, boxing like eight hundred times. Well, this is pre-fight. Yeah, this was pre-fight. It wasn't like the press conference afterwards. It was before the fight. No, but he's the cheeseburger one was after the fight. Yeah, the cheeseburger. I'm fight. talking about when like he but was talking to the, the, the journalist yeah, yeah, yeah. and was yeah. like literally calling him a nigga like twenty times. No, but, but in the conference and and then when like the guy who was trying to talk to his team, the team would talk. He was like, "Oh, if I don't fuck with you, they don't fuck with you." That's a CTE. That's CTE. Boy. And like, I look at it just like. I have no problem with like the villain card, like playing the heel. I'm all for it. 
but there's a way to do it. That's there's a way to do it that makes you look good and also promotes like what you're you're trying to sell here. It's that CTE, man. I'm telling you, it hits hard. And like the way he hard. does it, there's a reason why one, your skill in the ring is showing that you're not you're not gonna get another big card fight again. He has maybe one more. He has no, I, one more. After this, him. I doubt because I think he has dude, one more and that's it. Going up against Manny Pacquiao, who is essentially trying to slate himself to get himself in another position to fight Floyd again. Oh, that's not going to happen, though. And then you present yourself this way in this fight. Like, I think they were saying in total, he had under 100 punches in the whole fight. It's possible, yeah. And well, on top sense, of that, yeah. you looked like a guy who should have never been in that ring. Like, you, there was no preparation. What was the game plan? Like, absolutely, like you just thought you were going to show up. Well, Throw thing. a couple punches here and there and, and run around the ring and but, win. But that's the thing. That's, that's why I say it's very ego-driven. They think like, oh, yeah, it's Manny Pacquiao. He's old and washed up and shit. But no, Manny Pacquiao is doing works this for purpose. Works fucking hard. Manny Pacquiao <laughs> works hard. Um, he's never going to beat Floyd or anything like that. No, I don't think he'll ever do that. Definitely not. But Adrian Broner is very cocky and he's lost. Adrian Broner like lost his last... I think no, I think the fight prior, fights. the fight prior to the Pacquiao fight, he won, which is what set him up to get this fight. I don't know. I think he, I'm he quite lost, sure he won. He lost the, fight the majority prior. of his fights before the because the he was on a bit of a run. Like he had that that streak where he was just losing terribly. <sighs> then he essentially stopped, switched uh, trainers, gone to a new camp, and was like training again. And then I think he had like two or three wins prior to like getting into this fight. I, I don't believe in that switching trainer thing. I'm like, okay, dude, it, it's your work ethic. If you keep a, a disciplined work ethic to what you're doing, well, okay, no, I, then you'll be fine. There, there are benefits to switching trainers because not everybody, like a trainer can only get you so far in the techniques that they know. Mm. And when you find a new trainer, yeah, there's always the basics. There's like the one, two combinations that everybody knows, but Everybody has a different vision for the way they see boxing, the way they see your skill set, and how they can manage it I've against always, certain opponents. I've always thought boxing was always fifty percent heart and fifty percent trainer. And regardless, regardless of your trainer, if you don't have the heart, you're not, you're never going to win a fight. You're never there's, going to win a fight. There's so many different ways you can line. Though. Yeah, you, you need discipline. At in the boxing. end of the day, you can have the greatest trainer in the world, yeah. but yeah, if you don't have the discipline, if yeah, if you don't show up and like pay attention and do what you have to do, the greatest trainer in the world isn't going to be able to make you the greatest fighter. Well, like, I don't know. Like, Tyson, Tyson just like just showed up and knocked out the people. But like the thing, seconds. Tyson is one of those rare cases where yeah. you were just a natural, phenomenal, talented person. Like he came in, like he had that work ethic, like he. He worked hard, trained hard, but... He was also disciplined. The fact that he just was like, one of those guys that just naturally mm-hmm. was strong, fast, and big. You don't... Like, that's genetic. That's, that's literally just your gene makeup is what made Tyson who he was. Outside of the fact that now he's with people that are going to teach him how to really hone in and use that strength properly I've, to knock people I've out. always said Tyson was the best fighter ever. I like all the time. Put him ahead of Ali. I've never seen like I've seen tapes well, of Ali and I've seen tapes of Tyson. I've so never if we're seen, gonna jump into that well. I've never seen anything he, as fast as Tyson. At that thing, weight level. Like, at that weight level at, I've never seen If you look at fast. Tyson as a fighter, what he did naturally was the fact that for his size and for his power, he had speed. Which is something that, that like I said, that's genetic. But 
when it came to like a raw tactical boxing style, that wasn't Tyson at all. No, Tyson's really power you and know? just like get you out and quick. Like you could take someone like Tyson, then line him up to someone like Lomachenko, who is one hundred percent a tactical fighter. He's not powerful. Like he's not a heavyweight. He's, if I'm not mistaken, he's a featherweight or just under welterweight. But tactically, footwork, the way he breaks people down, he's not going to go in there and get like the knockout in the first or second round. He's going to break down his opponents. He's going to work the body. He's going to use aggression against them. And his footwork is just one of the best. But like people look at his footwork to learn how to get the lightweights and featherweights have that. That's their that's their style because because of their size. Like yeah, like Mayweather, Bro, Adrian Broner, Pacquiao. That's how that's how they have to fight. But when I speak like Tyson, I don't think Tyson really went to knock out people. I think Tyson was just ridiculously no, strong. I think Tyson was just ridiculously strong that he Tyson, used to punch people in the like gut. One of just, the famous quotes of Tyson is, I punch guts. with killing intent. Yeah. Like, he went in there to literally knock your head off your shoulder. But I've seen Tyson knock out people, <coughs> like, punching them in their, in like, their, their, their ribs and stuff. Well, yeah, no, Not that, that counts like as that. A, 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 well, a knockout. we'll call it's it a knockout. Yeah, knockout. But, like, knockout. that counts as well because that's raw power that you're using to literally take your opponent out. But that's out. what I think. My thing is when Tyson boxed, he boxed. He didn't really, like, go for, like, just for, like, that one wild swing knockout. I never seen him do anything like that. Oh, he's I done seen, that numerous times, I seen him do combinations, yeah. and he just, he oh, goes body, then uppercut. No, he definitely did, but when you saw him go up against tactical, powerful boxers like Evander Holyfield, you know, like, he went up against a guy who was strong, could take one of his punches, but on top of that had the the sound knowledge of boxing to be like, okay, I'm going to use the footwork, I'm going to break him down, I'm not going to go into a brawler, like, fight with this guy, like, I know I'll lose that, he will catch me, but... If I keep a distance, if I make him come after me and I just catch him with a jab, switch on him, hit him with a body shot, force him to square up again, catch him with a jab again, which we saw him doing that fight, it broke down to the point where he bit his ear off. Well, yeah, Tyson. Tyson. <laughs> you know, like, because he met like- a guy who could take his punch, but also <laughs> knew the science of boxing to use your aggression against you. And Tyson was older back then, too, so I wouldn't. So it's like no, he was not holding. He wasn't holding. What are you talking about? <laughs> Against Holyfield, he was not holding. No. Fight. He was the not first one, back. the first time around. No. no, he didn't hold back. Tyson was older though. Tyson wasn't as powerful as he was. It, no, he like, was old, but he was still like considered. He was still considered the best. pound for pound, one of the best right. fighters but in the world. He still lost against what's his face. Um, the dude he lost the championship belt. Um, his first loss, Buster Douglas. Yeah, he and still lost against Buster. There you Douglas. go. Buster Douglas was another guy who. I think Buster Douglas got lucky. No he, he didn't. no, he didn't. No, he just didn't. outsmarted him. He, used he did not. He he did the same thing that Holyfield did, which was use his aggression against him. If you know you can get hit by him and survive it, because a lot of times people got hit by Tyson and they were like, that was a powerful hit. And now they're just running. But if you could take that body shot or he catches you with the uppercut and you're still in it, and you're like, okay, that's how it feels. I don't want to feel it again, but at least I know I can take, take it. it yep. Now you can work the footwork. You can control the distances. And in both of those fights, all every fight that, especially when it was like prime Iron Mike that he lost, he got, he lost because he was set up against with jabs. And then they would come across on him, catch him with a hook or an uppercut when he was completely open trying to come in because Tyson just wanted to be in your face, give you hook, give you uppercuts. He was never about jabs. Well, and that's uh, how we'd always get caught. I always think 
the the heavyweight division is very it's a very enigma thing. Anyone could win, anyone could lose. It's very hard to it's very hard to win in heavyweight. And it's it's very easy to lose because everyone in heavyweight has power. It could be from Tyson, it yeah. could be from Lex Lewis, it could be to any, it could be to Klitschko. Everyone in heavyweight well, look, can knock you out. And the thing you is, look you at the best to, fighters in heavyweight you, right now: your Wilders, your Furies, your yeah, Joshuas. You know that, that whole thing. You look would, at these guys. Two of the, out of the three that I mentioned are very more like of the scientific side of boxing, whereas Wilder is more of your brawler style. And you saw what happened, like, even though he got the knockdown, like, the two knockdowns on Tyson Fury, Wilder did, you saw what a guy who, I could take your hit, I'm going to be patient, well, I don't know I'm going to wait hits. for the, no, he, he could take his, because he got look, knocked down a couple times, he got like, knocked down, what, in the ninth, but the knock, it wasn't a knockout, it was knocked down, and then in the the 12th, where we thought he was not getting back up, and he did, or was it the 11th, sorry, got knocked down, like, we thought he was completely out, then he just got up like the Undertaker. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it happened, but but that's that's just showing the difference of the heavyweight division and the lightweight and middleweight and division. Like Adrian Broner, like when these people get knocked down, they can be out for good. Heavyweights, they wait till like the eighth count to get back up because they, you know. Well, most fighters, if they're if they're conscious enough and they're not feeling dizzy, they'll take an like, knee, they'll wait till eight, they'll stand up. Like you see it majority of fights if someone even if it's a body shot that takes them down, you know, like stay down, you know, catch your breath, wait for the eight. Because if you're lower to the ground, if you're on a knee, it's easier for you to collect yourself than if you're standing up. Yeah. Especially if you force yourself up while you're still a bit dazed, then you're just gonna throw off your equilibrium and then you're down for the count. I just wanna say is for the last thing for Adrian Broner, dude, I saw you talking like like um today Holyfield. Not not back then, Holyfield, but today, Holyfield, where I couldn't understand. When you brought up that cheeseburger thing, I was like, okay, he needs to stop. You need to retire right now. <laughs> Dude was just uh, I don't even think it's retire. I just bullshit. think it's it's him genuinely believing that he did enough to win That's when CTE, he did That's CTE, man. That's CTE. Catches everyone. Look, he'll watch the tape. Yeah, what's up with you in this? The CTE shit is He'll serious. go back and watch the tape, and he'll Same. see that he didn't throw enough punches. He ate a lot of punches, and... The only thing he did well was make it all twelve rounds. CT thing, and he'll real. he'll get that reality check when he watches the tape. And my and even even worse on his his corner for not saying, dude, you lost the fight. Simple as that. Oh, like when he was like, yeah, I won that round, right? And they're like, let's just look at the next one. Let's get the next one. It's saying, like, no, you no, lost tell him straight up, you are behind. You need to start throwing punches. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what are you sugarcoating this shit for? He's in the fight right now. Like, there's no sugarcoat at this point. Fuck. Adrian bro what's she saying what huh oh your phone's been flashing a lot buddy no man <laughs> you get mad at me when I mention them Did you switch over to some football yep <laughs> <laughs> this guy you're really a reporter bro so uh which championship game should we start with AFC or NFC well I passed well what do you want to start with man they're both controversial so we'll start with the least controversial. Yeah. Patriots versus Chiefs. I will say I was very happy to see the Patriots win. Get the Chiefs the fuck out of here. Bye really? bye, Chiefs. Really? Yes. As a Broncos fan, I was okay. very happy to see our division rivals lose to the great Tom Brady. I was grateful to him for doing that for me. Whatever, bro. Fuck Tom Brady. 
You can hate all you want, but... No, I mean, I give him his respect until he went against the Giants. I'm not going to respect him all the way. You know, Giants to try to make it there again. Hey. How about that? It's gonna t- uh, can hate <laughs> on Eli all you want, but there's the only team to beat him twice. Yep. I, I, oh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not hating. on my side this time. I'm not hating. But at the end of the day, man, this is Tom Brady's ninth Super Bowl that he's heading to. Did it in great fashion, winning OT. In a game that I felt... They should have lost. Who? Brady and them? Why? They completely controlled the first half. Chiefs had the, a bad defense. The bad, second yeah. half, the Patriots defense let them down. Right. And Tom Brady went drive after drive, putting points on the fucking board. Chiefs had a bad defense this season. And I guarantee they, they've had a bad defense all season. season yeah, all but season. I guarantee you if Mahomes was on the field, if he had gotten the chance, if they had implemented college rules, which you don't have in the NFL, I don't know why. If they had gotten the ball, he would have gone back for a touchdown. They would have kept going back and forth until someone stopped each other. I mean, shoulda, coulda, woulda, but that's not what happened. All I saw was Thomas Brady go out there in OT and just drive down the field. Amazing plays to Gronk and Edelman. And you had your good boy over there just running the ball like like no other Sony Michelle. It was great to witness. I was so happy. My, my only thing with the what Patriots... What do you want to say? Say my, it, man. There's a thing, mic in front of you. Speak my only up. thing with the Patriots is that... I have nothing that, to say. My only thing with the Patriots is that I'm... I'm <coughs> and that's just because of the division that they're working, but they never have any real competition within no, division. That was a walk. And and that's 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 a problem. Miami How's gives that them, their fault? Huh? It's not their fault. I'm not saying it's their I'm fault. I'm not taking nothing away from Brady. Brady's a great... Brady's great, I think he's the greatest QB to play in... You know, in the last decade and a half, but what? Like, hands but down. but what years, competition man. are you giving Brady though? Like it's, it's like he's not getting any pressure in his division. Da- um, the Dolphins give him okay. Dol- Dolphins could beat Look, him. Up Dolphins here had there. a great win against them here and there yeah. on a last ditch play where Dolphins they usually did beat two them. laterals. But they, I'm quite sure the Jets gave him some runs, even though they didn't win the no, games. No, they weren't blowout games against the no, Jets. No, they weren't blowout, but I don't think they it was. Games I don't think Jets. Brady Dude, felt keep any in mind, pressure, though. Patriots lost to Detroit this year, okay? Detroit. Come on. Depends the scheme. Like, Detroit plays man, and that's how you usually beat the Patriots. Every other team, for some reason, I don't know why you play zone against the Patriots against Tom Brady. He's going to pick you apart. Pick if you, you play apart. man yeah, on, yeah. on their defense, they're not. But he still beats you move. on man. Regard yeah. it's Tom Brady. Like he he could pick. But it don't beat you by like like it's points, a, it's what, what t- Tony Romo was saying in the booth. Brady's gonna go to that line. He sees one on one for Gronk. Yeah, it's, it's going to Gronk. Yeah, it's going. It's over. but if it's not there, it's going in the middle to Edelman. And if it's not there, then he's either gonna go for a screenplay to Sony Michelle, or he's just gonna throw it away because the pressure's on. You see that? That's my thing. Like you don't have a challenge for him. Like if if um Tony Romo can see this. All these premier um, defensive coordinators should be able to see they this. They should see it too. They should be able to see it. And that, they have how is that a, a slight against the Patriots? But you see, this is what I'm it saying. Isn't. Right. I isn't. mean, that's where you have to give Tom Brady that's his credit. Exactly. You got to give him his right? credit. But He's a is, great, like, even that last foot of Grunk went on the sideline. Yeah. Like, bro. That was the one on one. Bro. That and was you know beautiful. What, what made that beautiful was the fact that one, Tony Romo called it, but then seeing. Just watching the way the play develop, you have Edelman coming in low. Right. He literally does a five and out to pull that defender down to give Gronkowski the one-on-one. And then, boom, Gronk makes the play before the safety could come down and give the help that he needs. You have to get a, you have to get a very fast 
and strong defense against Tom Brady, like the Giants. The Giants used to blitz him straight down the middle. The two Super Bowl wins, they just blitzed Tom Brady all game, and he couldn't do anything. Well, that hey. was the only thing. And I think the Rams... No, but even that, that pass, he was on the pressure, Speaking of a though. defense that can do it, you had the Rams take the victory over the Saints, which I'm quite sure Atlanta is very happy about because I, I won't lie, I was Atlanta. cheering for the Saints. I wanted to see chaos in the Mercedes-Benz arena. <laughs> Because, dude, Saints and Falcons, that shit don't mix. Yeah, it's always been. That shit don't mix at all. Oil and water. So imagine if the New Orleans Saints came down to Atlanta for the Super Bowl. That would have been pure fucking chaos. People were just saying, like, the city will burn. But Monty Jones was like, we cannot let this happen. And I'm quite sure the refs felt the same way. Not at all. That was just a bogus call, though. And... It was a non-call, the pass interference. It was a non-call, yeah. Huh? It was a non-call. But it's bogus, though. It's like, come on. Everyone in, everyone and their mother saw... Okay, is Dude, the guy said that? straight up, yeah, that was pass interference. I ran over there and blew him up because I felt I would rather him not make a play on that ball and chances are he gets a touchdown. But you're going to yeah. see what's going to happen. Risk it and make them have four players where they got to punch but it. But you're going to see what's going to happen now. The Saints are going to get all the calls next season. Every single call they're going to get next season. And the thing is, the ownership for the ownership for the Saints, the same ownership for the um, the Pelicans and any of those New Orleans teams. As soon as he brought the Pelicans in, the basketball right. team, everything was going New Orleans way. Everything from Super Bowl to basketball team, everything was going the way because they're the richest. They're one of the richest owners yeah. in the league. So I'm like, okay, now I don't know the, if they're gonna get all the calls. I think all the calls. I'm not gonna say calls. that much, but definitely they're. Those refs, quite sure they're done. I think it was today that, um, what's his face, Roger Goodell spoke to Sean Payton in person. Yeah. In regards no, to No, I'm quite happened. sure all those, like, especially the line ref who was literally yeah. right, right there, there. Like, there's a picture of that ref looking, looking at, at, the, at everything, yeah. <laughs> the whistle in his mouth, and he doesn't blow it. That's why you should fire people. Should oh, fire yeah. Them. No, he's done. I'm for sure he's done. Like, he's done. There's no, all, the whole the whole. Because there's absolutely no way you can be that close to that place, see what happened. Ball is in the air. Yeah. yeah. The safety blows up this wide receiver, and there's absolutely no flag. The whole, the whole, the whole, um, the whole um, uh, coaching, um, refereeing team should just get all right. Get the fuck out. Not here, the whole team. Not the whole. The, the, the I say the, the line ref line. who yeah. was there and and the one who was in the end zone because he was looking at the play as well. And the head ref. Not too? really. Like no, the the one in the end zone. He was looking at the play. There was video of him like, watching the play. He and had he a clear view. Yeah, and he didn't. Regardless call of it. the cases, there's too many referees on the field to not to miss that. Yeah, there's too many of them on the field to miss Dude, that. It was such a blatant blow up. Like, come on, like and, the refs on the opposite look, side. This doesn't excuse it. the fact that Sean Payton had some choice play calls that literally let the Rams remain in the game. True. And Drew Brees missing a couple clear passes and his interception that kept the Rams in the game and pushed them forward as well. But a play like that literally changes the dynamic of what a team is doing. But I think the momentum switch, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, it's it the momentum it, had switched from the second that, quarter. Yeah. When the Rams were able to put 10 on the board right. going into halftime, making it 13-10. Like that that's when the momentum uh, could, switched. And I also think Breeze got frustrated because oh, clear, yeah. he was I don't think because he was, they were starting to get to him. Not only that, I don't think the plays that they were calling was what he what he felt. No, I, he, I don't think so either. But he needs to, he should have went, they, they he went a lot to of the line. Trick he plays with Hill stuff though. He has option to check out. A like they did some trick so. plays with Hill. They the were taking Breeze out. Like, out. like at a certain point, you got to trust your starting quarterback to literally just lead your offense yeah. and leave 
the hot dog into the side. Like, screw that shit. And I, and I feel like it's one of those situations where, like, you look at a great coach and he literally outcoaches himself because he's trying to do way too much when he doesn't have to. The Andy Reid effect. Mm. So Andy Reid does a- Andy Reid is just a bad clock manager. Period. Well, that that's where Andy Reid had yeah, most he of his, called his. He his had like three timeouts, two or three timeouts, whatever, and he didn't call anything. I'm like, dude, your defense needs a rest. Give them yeah. timeouts. Sometimes you just rest gotta them. give your guys a breather and some water, but but he let Tom Brady charge. But it the down defensive the field. coordinator needs to get fired like ASAP, and I think I think he is gonna get fired ASAP. I think he already got fired. He got fired. And right. they're ta- oh yeah, he did. Yeah. The Chiefs, yeah, okay, I think so, he already got fired. Yeah, because they were talking about Rex Ryan. Um, yeah, going to the Chiefs. I don't know if you want to bring in Rex Ryan to. I do to not want Rex Ryan becoming the defensive coordinator of the Chiefs. They'd be unstoppable. Yes, they'll yeah. be unstoppable. Why defense. would you? Not? Oh well, I mean, if I do not want that to They're happen. Broncos. You have either. Yes, I have a bias. You have either <laughs> Rex I have Ryan. A genuine Bronco agenda. You have <laughs> Rex Ryan. You have Rex Ryan. Wade Phillips already with the round. He's not going nowhere. Or if you had, if you had the chance to get Jim Schwartz from the Eagles. That defense would be ridiculous. Yeah, he ain't leaving the Eagles, though. No. Huh? He I think he leave. might leave the Eagles. He could go Why? for a head job. He go for another head, jo- head coaching job. He did good with the Lions. The Lions just. He I lost. don't think he got any calls for him, though. Huh? I think he could get calls. If for anything, him. maybe next season. But this season, I think he stays. Yeah, if he stays. They just got to. Eagles got to figure out their Wentz Foles situation going on over there. Keep Nick Foles. But we'll take Wentz. With that going on, we have the Patriots. And we got the Rams. How do you guys feel? Picking Super the Rams. Bowl 53. I've been called the Rams. Picking the Rams. Picking the Rams? Yep. You know what? I was going to pick them, but I want to go against the grain here. I want Tom Brady to get number six. He's not going Six to. like Jordan. Yo, if he gets six. I want him to own two decades of football and just go out, hopefully. I think he should retire. Win or lose, I think he should retire. Because at the end of the day, like, yeah, nothing to prove. You're the GOAT. Yeah, nothing to prove. This is your ninth Super Bowl. If if he wins, six out of nine is an incredible number. Very Something that we probably won't ever see, see again. again. What happens if he loses? If he loses, five out of five nine. nine. Yeah, that's crazy, bro. Like, I look at just it like... Just him going there nine times look, is just amazing. Personally, if he wants to stick around, I'm okay with that, too. Because at the end of the day, like, I'm not one of those people who's, like, a Patriot hater. I like greatness. I, I love the sport of football. And what they are doing in that organization is greatness. And I love to witness it. Like, we are literally witnessing history. If he wins and decides to come back, fuck it. 42? Go for it. He's 41 now. No? Well, a lot of times he's been talking about this. He's been mentioning 45 a lot. You like sneak it into interviews, conversations. I highly doubt. We'll never make it close. But at the same time, I highly doubted he would make it to three but Super Bowls in you a know row. What? I don't. I don't see it being impossible. Actually, I don't. Because the thing is, he's not a big don't mover. Get hit. Yeah, he, he's not a big mover. He's not a big mover. He but settles in the pocket very what well. To, what you have to it, understand is that he's one of the least touch quarterbacks in the whole league in the bro. pocket. Yeah, but you have to understand is a lot of defenses are getting younger and he's getting older. No, so, it doesn't matter. Huh? But if you get the ball out in less than two seconds, they yeah. Can't yeah, touch but you. now you're just hoping on your offensive line to block you. There's. Like I said, let's keep in mind too. Against the Rams, because this Patriots team that is in the Super Bowl right now, when the season started, they were talking about this is a rebuild year. Yeah, there was rumors that Belichick wanted to get rid of Tom Brady and make Garoppolo the starter, which is why Kraft went behind his back and traded him away. And like there was just turmoil to start the season. 
and now they're in the Super Bowl. We'll see what happens. I look at it like if he can keep going, keep fucking going. I wouldn't know. Don't Brett Favre yourself to the point where it's like, I mean, yeah, Brett Favre's last season with Minnesota, they went pretty far, almost made it to the Super Bowl, but... It At the ended. same time, it was the fact that retire, come back, retire, come back, retire, come back, and there's no certainty in like what you're doing. Not Brett Favre and his his last pass ended with his first pass. I'm happy. I don't like full Brett circle. Favre. I have no problem with Brett Favre. I, Brett Favre's a great player. I have no problem with Brett I hate Favre. Brett Favre. My God, I hate him. Why? <laughs> Terrible. Huh? Why? Why? He no. holds teams hostage. He holds Aaron Rodgers hostage for four years before Aaron Rodgers could start. Look. There's something to say about developing a quarterback. Oh, yeah. Because when Aaron Rodgers started, look how good he was. They didn't develop him, though. Aaron Rodgers was on record saying, yeah. No, Brett Tom- Favre didn't help him. No, he didn't help him. But, but being the there, quarterback coach works with, with all it. their quarterbacks. Yeah. So that means you're help- you, we don't know how, if anything, the um the green the Packers could have won a like maybe a Super Bowl before Aaron Rodgers came. They could have probably won two Super Bowls before thing, but they were no. They were always waiting on Brett Favre to see whether he was coming back or not. Look, Aaron Rodgers got a Super Bowl in what his second season yeah. starting, so they got what they needed out of him. Now, thank God they got rid of McCarthy because McCarthy was literally the guy who was holding that team back because he doesn't know how to run an offense. He literally was just like, this is the play, but if it breaks down, we got Aaron Rodgers. I think, no, I think McCarthy is just dated. He's like um, Jason Garrett from the Dallas Cowboys. Same plays, predictable. You know what's coming. You're going to, you see what's coming. I think that's what it is. That's a, that's another, another bag of bags over there. You know what I'm saying? That's a. Them boys. Another thing I don't want to get into. Well, fuck the Cowboys. Cowboys, fucking garbage. Yeah, fuck all of them. Don't you uh, guys <laughs> have to get a new coach too? We need a lot of new things over in the Giants camp. I would start with a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, we need a quarterback. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just happy my Broncos clean house. That it made me feel very good. In if the if our O line gets better, we don't really need a quarterback. <laughs> Eli just needs some more seconds. All right, let's jump off sports. Where do you want to switch into next? I know you had a nice little article that you sent to me before. If you want to jump into that story, set it up. Which one? I sent you two of them. I'm asking you to set it up. Do you want me to do everything for you? Absolutely. Go ahead, man. Daisy Meek think? Mill, go for it, bro. Oh, that one? Taking a, a little initiative. Nah, you can go ahead. I sent that. That's so why I sent it to you. Go ahead. Who do I work with over here? Laziness. Let's just talk about. You like the sound of your own voice, bro. Just go ahead. Laziness. Let's just talk about Meek Mill, Meek Mill and Jay-Z nonsense. <laughs> right. So for the people at home who may not know, Jay-Z, Meek Mill, Robert Kraft. Yep. And I can't remember the owner's name for the Eagles. They are coming together in a partnership to dedicate $50 million towards freeing prisoners who've been incarcerated for nonviolent offenses or wrongfully accused, but don't have the bail money to get themselves out. Essentially going, basically keeping true their promise of helping in prison reform and helping to change the system that's, been enacted but first getting people out that shouldn't be in it's essentially petty crimes like weed and all yeah that kind of things shit of that nature like, like that. non-violent drug offenses things of that nature you know where like you get like a 20 to 25 year sentence just because it's like a second third strike of you having like a dime bag on you well that's different three the three strike system and and 
the the petty crime thing that's that's completely different so no but there's people who are in jail literally and their bills for, like for, for, yeah. five five hundred grand for like yeah you know i mean it's crazy petty crime, yeah you like, got some who are like 500 bucks but like they can't afford it because don't have family yeah. didn't have like the money to go in and, and do it but then you have others who are like ten thousand fifty thousand yeah for like the same petty drug crimes and things of that nature, you know, it's like it's ridiculous, and they're in there for like ten to fifteen, yeah. twenty-five. Like they've been held until they could come up with that type of money, or yeah, you know, they can't get proper lawyers and no legal team. Well, yeah. you know, when you have when you have prison system that's corporate control, they can do that stuff. It's not like it's, you know, it's not like a state-controlled prison where you can get. Yeah, it's all privatized. Well, it's also access to resources, right? Even though you, because I mean, you you do see wealthy people who have access to resources get off. Yeah, you know what I mean. So don't even see a day they get like probation for doing heinous crimes against multiple human beings. Or you trying to throw shade at Hart Kelly, bro? <laughs> that's literally not where oh, I, I was going I with it. I thought I, I was thinking more of like the white collar crimes, but I mean, if that's on your heart, no. do What's on my heart, bro? I just asked you a question. Is it on your heart? You want to talk about it? Talk about what? I mean, you R. Kelly, it. Robert, Robert <laughs> Kelly. Actually, I don't want to talk about him again until he's in jail. Oh. I want to have a happy 2019 where I don't think about pedophiles. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Okay. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Allegedly. He taped it. He's not in jail. Like, Hey, hey, listen. He forged if the, a marriage license if, to be married to a 15-year-old. If, if a Leo. court can't prove with video evidence that it's R. Kelly and he's not in jail, I mean, it's allegedly. I'm I saying mean, allegedly I mean, right when the now. victim testify that it wasn't her, I mean, that allegedly. alone should be thrown out. I'm just saying. Really? Bro, you keep the same energy, bro, because you didn't have that energy with Bill Cosby. <laughs> oh, I You were saying something I didn't have this energy no, with Bill Cosby? Saying, no, you weren't. You were saying the complete opposite. What did I say about Bill Cosby? The opposite of what you just said. Since we're going to jump into the... No, what did wait, I say? Wait, why are we even bringing what this I, up? No, you brought it up. What no, did I say? No, you brought it up. I just asked you if you were talking about please, R. Kelly. Please, Jamali, please. What did I say? Get to it. So no, we can wait, move I'm on. Not, I'm not getting to this. because. Oh, you just want to move on? Yeah, we can move on. Next time, have some receipts. Uh, what the fuck? Anyways, <laughs> ahead, bro. yo, you're all in your bag. You're on your period. Your estrogen level is high this month. Like, I don't know the fuck wrong with you, bro. Are you disrespecting out. women right now? What's going on? Right, I'm disrespecting women. I clearly said you. My commenter pointed at yeah, you. Yeah, you, you say me, but then you bring up feminine things like men period. have estrogen too. What the fuck? Women have testosterone. Say, uh, oh, what my the fuck estrogen levels about? are off, and I'm on my period. Bro, is that the hill you want to die on? You right going to use that type of rhetoric for real, hey. bro? That's what you said. No, I, ne I never directed my comments to the female Jamali. gender. Jamali. Jamali. Fuck out of here, bro. You're sounding very chauvinistic right now. Right. And I'm a R. Kelly supporter. I'm a Trump supporter. Go ahead. Say what you got to say, bro. I mean, I'm not saying it right now. You are. So right. if that's how you feel. Right. I support R. Kelly's music. I do. Trump is shit. Bill I Cosby is a piece of shit. Needs to go to jail. <laughs> He's in jail. Fucking Huxable. <laughs> He is in jail. He's in jail. Yeah. He's staying there. I do I not mean, support R. Kelly's music because I will not let a single dime. Did you just stop watching all the movies me. that the Weinstein family produce and shit? I have not watched a Weinstein movie since. But I'm that just saying, happen. like you should, you keep the same energy across the board. I am bro. keeping the same energy because I have not watched a Weinstein movie, and I was a huge Tarantino fan, right. and I have not watched a single one. Right. But if I chose to, and you should, I do about, have you know, the realize his brother home. got freed, right? He, all those charges are dropped. As I was saying, if I chose to, right. since I already bought the Blu-ray, 
it wouldn't be actually contributing to him getting more money. Oh, whatever, bro. Sell to Goodwill. Yeah, I know. Throw it away. Burn it. It would cost me like 60 bucks. So you're supporting his habit. And there you go. It was too late. This bro, was before all the allegations. Bro, it doesn't matter. That's like saying, I pay for cable. I'm going to watch the fucking hunt. He already got paid for the Blu-ray. What am I going to do? Okay, so you want to tell me right I'm now. I'm going to ask him for my $60 back? Bro, burn it. I mean, I could. You don't have to answer your money back. I'll just say just give it to Goodwill. It. Or give it to Goodwill. Just burn Dude, it. I'm not these people with like, I'm going to burn Nike socks. The fuck out of here. Right. But you are. because It's just, a waste of money. Right. Because you're not going to listen to R. Kelly's music, right? I don't. Why? Why? Because but you're going to watch that movie, right? I have not. But you will watch it because you're keeping on I, to it. No, I'm not. I have to watch that movie because <laughs> people listen to honest People say they want to hear our reaction because I want to see. I know all this stuff from R. Kelly from the 90s. We all know it. You but, should watch Surviving R. Kelly. But I want to see. I want to see like, okay, what more do I need to know that he's a piece of shit? I already knew this from time. It's like it's like regular people didn't know that he used to fuck with little kids and shit allegedly. No, absolutely. I mean, I'm not support. I'm not supporting R. Kelly. I'm able to separate the artist from what he did. That's the thing. Not just me. I mean, we were talking he is about a piece of shit, bro. Whatever. I, what? So we were talking about prison for four. And we have a correlation because R. Kelly might go to prison. <laughs> Huxtable's in jail, and there you go. There's it's a few a others that need to be there too, but I'm just saying. No, but okay, prison for four. Name them, man. Let's put it out there. No, but back to Meek Mill. Like we should. This was a positive conversation. We could. Talk. It was. Yeah, it was until whatever. Way, it really was. Way left because you got emotional. But uh. <laughs> oh, there you go again. Yeah, you got fucking emotional. What do you want me to tell? I you? didn't get emotional. Yeah, you clearly did. How? You got in your bag, bro. I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about, Pinto. <laughs> this guy. Oh Lord. <laughs> this guy needs to pull his skirt up. Anyways. <laughs> there you go again with the feminine rhetoric. Bro, I don't give a fuck. Anyway. <laughs> Yo. Why Just didn't I change? I'm trying to <laughs> This is twenty nineteen. I'm trying to change, Lord. You are not changing at all. Provoke me to anger. You are still the same man. <laughs> no, but it's really positive for these guys to stick to their word. You know, Not my uh, Robert Kraft, I mean, I I didn't think he would have been, you know, I didn't even know him and Meek was that close. Well, him and, well, Robert Kraft and Rick Ross have been close for a very long time. Like, prior to, like, Meek going to jail and everything, like, those two have been in connection. They've done business together. Right. So, like, I'm not surprised that with the whole thing that happened to me, Ross went to Robert Kraft and then also had Jay-Z in his corner as but well. But it seems like Robert to, Kraft and Meek Mill has their own personal well, relationship. Well, that's the thing. Because Robert Kraft was one of the people who helped get Meek Mill out of jail, they came together and Meek essentially came to him with what he wanted to do as far as prison reform and getting people out and, and doing taking steps towards changing the system that's in place right now where... Somebody with a dime bag on them can literally get thrown into jail for an yep. undisclosed amount of time until they either have a hearing or get bail. I, I think what they're doing is very, not my fa- two of not my favorite ours, but what they're doing is very commendable. Did you have and to add that? You, yes, I did. I was just about to say, like, yes, just, just say what they're doing is commendable. You don't yeah. got to knock them down to build them up. It's, their, it's what they do. I don't no, like just, their music. Just, they make music. Just say it. you but are happy doing, about what they what do. What they're doing is commendable. However, you have to be very careful what you're doing because um, let's say whatever person they get reformed to come out of the jail and something like that and they reoffend the pressure or whatever happens whatever it's going to come on those two specifically because yes robert Kraft and the other owner for i guess atlanta 76ers whatever the 76ers they, they they don't have that 
public notoriety like that Meek Mills or Jay Z has. So any pressure is gonna come on those two. More oh, specifically. naturally. But I mean, but I you, think I, then again, you can't like that's like blaming you know a parent for their thirty-year-old son's. No, no, no. What, what I want to mention is I, I'm quite sure Jay Z from before he's had an organization that essentially people who come out of jail it helps them get rehabilitated yeah rehabilitated i mean he did it with khalid back into like life because yeah like let's say you've been in jail for five to ten years you have missed so much as far as technology the way the cities are running like just life in itself that chunk of time especially like just Let's just equate it to like how technology has jumped in ten years. Well, yeah, I can I understand, I understand like that. That leap alone, let that be like a test of just how you come into like socialize because, like we talk about the things that have happening as far as like the Me Too movement, Times Up, just in a social aspect. Looking at it, so much has shifted in the last two to three years. Oh, let wow, alone yeah. ten years but of somebody's but, life where they were in there simply because they couldn't pay bail. Well, you see, this is what I mean why you have to watch out now because the people who are coming out have a, a different mentality they're coming out with the mentality of what they went in with they're not coming out with the mentality of what they're coming out with well, what, what today is so this is why i say you have to be very careful in what these people yes i i'm i'm very proud that they're doing this stuff but when you're bringing them out of jail rehabilitate them fully because a jail is supposed to be it's, it's supposed to be a rehabilitation center. Not anymore. But they're not. They're not. not they're not. They're, but they're supposed to be. That's what they're supposed Only to be. Only if you're rich, you get sent to a rehabilitation center. It's called a crazy <laughs> house. Cosby's over there. It's called a crazy house. <laughs> it's called a crazy. No, but it's supposed. That's what. That's the. That's what a job. That's what a jail is supposed to do. Get you in jail, rehabilitate you, and bring you back to the yeah. into the public. But now you have people like Jay Z, McMills that are having to do that before they come after they come out of jail. Which is sometimes could be a problem yeah. because they're coming out with. The, but that's why I say like they, they, left, they went like in. Like I'm with. quite sure. Like I don't know the name, but I'm quite sure Jay Z set up an organization. He that, has one. He yeah. had one. I mean, like him and Beyonce did it together, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So that the people that come out have a place that they can go where they're not just going to get thrown out there and be like, "All right, good luck." No, you know? no, that's that's fine. It's fine. You have a place. You yeah. can set them up. And all, that's fine. But I'm talking about mentality wise. Well, like that, their center helps with like that's what I mean. therapist and everything there to like, and that's why I don't want the backlash. Them, you that's, know? And that's why I don't want the backlash. It's not to, literally to like, oh, when you went away, we didn't have iPhones, and now we're on like iPhone ten. Because you know? if you, <laughs> because if you have someone that went in when when um New Jack City and South Central was okay, on TV, no, no, I'm this is serious. There are people who went in in jail during that time, and they're probably coming out now. They're gonna come out with that mentality and would like. But I mean, I'm, you're, that's a good point. But you also have to look at the people who are being wrongfully convicted. But no, hold on a second. But what he's explaining but, is essentially what the centers are for. No, I get it. But <coughs> it's just more than they're not just there to just free people who have you know. It's to rehabilitate uh, them. And no, but there's but also it's not gonna just be for every and anybody. I'm sure they're gonna review their files, what the offense was, even though it was none crime like. Uh, non-violent they're going to also look at where they're going to be you know the environment you're sending back somebody in after you rehabilitate them like jay-z picked up i mean it's been like four or five years now they had uh they started this program at rikers because a lot of underage kids in new york get sent to rikers and rikers is actually the only prison in america that actually house minors right and so you know, I don't know how long you've been following it, but he had Khalif Broder, which was a 14-year-old kid from the Bronx, 
who was picked up one morning, you know, accused of robbing. We should cover this story, right? Mm. You know, who was accused of robbing this person. The person said it wasn't him. However, he spent three to four, three to four years in prison on Rikers Island, literally. Mm. And, you know, he was released and they try, Jay-Z really tried to, you know, be there for him and support him. He ended up, ended up committing suicide, uh, you know, because of the abuse and trauma that he suffered. So I'm sure they're well versed in what they need to oh, do. Oh, no, no And I'm doubt. sure they're going to pick candidates that going to come back and be good in society. No doubt. And I don't, I don't think they're just going to just pick, you know, any and anybody. I'm no doubt. Sure. But what, what I'm saying is the people who went in a majority of the time for petty crimes and stuff like that, these are people coming from like the 90s and 2000s. So that's that's where I'm saying like the mentality is different compared to like someone who like say who grew up during Soldier Boy era and went into jail and they're trying to get them out. What I'm saying is the people, the older people, I'm talking about. But, yeah, but you could also, you what, could also what we're saying is that, like we completely get yeah. that point of it. But these centers are literally created for that. But you could for also a person have... who's been in jail for thirty plus years, yeah. right? For them to come out and understand like. What the work we're gonna do here is to literally get you reinvolved with where society is right society, now, yeah. how society guess, works right now, the things that are different from the time you went in to the point that you I came guess, out right I now. I guess my th thing is like, is how much can you do in that time? But it's also too like you're saying you're looking it's at a the constant. people who's been in there longer. Yeah. You also have to look at the people who just went in. This might be for them, uh, uh, you know, yeah. a badge oh, no. of honor, I'm the and they're gonna be most likely, likely, more likely, actually, to reoffend. I don't think they'll be more likely to reoffend because they of know course. what the world is today. They know they, they they know what the world is today, so they know how harsh it could come down on you. I'm talking about the people who have been in there for like maybe ten. But 20 the thing years. is, like, the same argument. Whether you've been in there be. for no. a year or you've been in there for thirty, yeah, you're still gonna be given that attention and that treatment, and they're not gonna just keep you for like six months and say all right now you're but good it's not oh, a half like house. no it, like therapy in itself is a constant like even when you feel okay you should still go to therapy most of you know like it's not something that once okay we dealt with this one problem now we can walk away wash our hands of it and never think about it again right. you know like people who do therapy people who have gone through shit and go into it it's because they want to deal with that immediate issue, but then on top of that, know that they have somebody who, as they're navigating life, they have somebody who can make sense of the way they feel in these situations, make sense of maybe the mentality of other people that they didn't understand why they reacted in certain ways. So in a rehabilitation center of this type, you're going to get somebody who will literally be with you every step of the way, whether it's for five years after you've come out and you you're reassessed into society and you have a job you have a place to live and you're coping on your own and yeah. you feel at that point you're good no. or if it's something that you literally keep with you for a decade plus like i'm saying i'm just saying how much can you do that's that's the thing like but you, you can, can do a lot 50, mil a lot. 50 million you is can, a lot i'm not saying you can't you can do anything do a lot I'm but not that's, saying what, you that's can't the do initial pledge i'm sure yeah. there's gonna be other and, people and understand that the 50 million is literally to get people out because because you know like yes you have a million you have billionaires that are helping you in this endeavor with Meek Mills and Jay-Z I get it and Robert Kraft but you also have to think about the prison industrial complex their job is to keep in people your job is to get out people they can't keep people in who pay their bail depends yeah. on the state 
depends on the state. Well, no, but like if any state, you if, can't keep. If you haven't done a violent crime right. and the only thing that's keeping you in prison is the fact of either a hearing or bail, either you're going to get that hearing. Yeah, but and then from there, it's decided whether you're going to be charged or not, or yeah. you pay the bail and you're out. Yeah, yep. but again, like I said, it depends on the state because then after you have, then you have the prison lawyers are going to say, okay. You're right. He can do this, but we, he has to do this, this. It's it's all. No, there's there's nothing they can say if the only on the thing keeping you in a jail is bail. It's on the when, state. No, once you pay bail, you're out. If you have a bail on you, and that's the only thing that's keeping you in, once you pay bail, you can leave. Well, well, if you're flight risk, they're not going to the give state, you a bail. Regardless it, it, of the yeah, state, it's, it's, once you pay bail, you can leave. That's what bail is. Well, no. If you pay your bond, you you're not going to jail. If bail you, bond, same thing. Yeah. If you if you pay your if you if you can't pay like, like four hundred five. Usually, what happens is they, they put they they bond that to your house or something. But they, they, no, they there's people it, who they literally bond it to your house. No, but there's some people who literally who literally sit there until their hearing. Their hearing could be in two yeah. years. It's possible. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened to Khalif. Khalif parents couldn't they, afford and, they kept pushing his his yeah. hearing back yeah they couldn't afford it the 2000 or whatever how much money yeah. it was and they kept pushing it back till like eventually there was no point like, like he should have had a hearing within a year's time even sooner he was a minor even yeah even sooner but they they he was a minor they charged him as an adult right so for a non-violent point, yeah non-violent crime and every time his hearing was supposed to come up they kept pushing it back and his parents couldn't pay the two thousand dollar bail if they were able to afford that bail, he would have been out of jail and just waiting for a hearing. Yeah, he'd be waiting and then turn up when he has. Yeah. What happens if he had gone into jail with the hearing, though? That's the thing, because the hearing, the hearing. Yes, you can pay bail to get out of jail. You still have the hearing to do it. And if you, if during the hearing that okay, you did this, this, no, this. no, you're gonna go to the hearing. You're gonna get arraigned, and they're gonna assess you if you're yeah. a flight risk. If, then, if you're a violent then, exactly. offender, they're most likely gonna deny you bail. Yeah, and they're gonna hold you there until. You know, essentially, they'll say at that point if they think you're a flight risk, if they think you're a violent person, and you're going to be reckless on society, then they'll put you in jail yeah. from your hearing. Or unless you're like your boy Jewels, you know, they give you an ankle bracelet until you stay at your mama's house. House arrest. Listen, you know I mean? just caught a case. He's coming home soon. He just caught a yeah, case. Jewel need, yeah, He just caught a case. Leave Jewel alone. Oh, this guy got his whole mount redone, bro. It was just a case, bro. It wasn't a just a case, bro. This nigga. Is that what we're calling it? Just a case. Just a case. Joel's coming home soon. No is he in a gun at the airport? Oh. Is not just a case, my friend. Nah, <laughs> it wasn't his first time getting caught with one. I'm two. not worried with Joel's. He's gonna be fine. Oh no, you may be a He'll pretty be boy. You gonna be somebody's, you know, Tom Coleman's <laughs> chest here. All right, relax, <laughs> relax. Put Kool Aid on his lips. Any chances do right. get to hate on Dipset? No, I love Joel's. What are you talking do about? Do we uh, want to jump into uh, the fire festival or? I didn't see the documentary, so I can't really talk about it. it. I know what 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 it was about. Jarul tried to set up some shit show. <laughs> no, he promoted. He wasn't the one who was selling it. All right, he promoted the shit yeah. show. <laughs> it was, uh, dude, Billy. Oh my god! But I haven't, yeah, name? I haven't seen too much of it. I, I kind of get the idea of what's going on with it. Oh, I'm blanking on his last name now. Like he had like little makeshift tents, like basically the dude tents. who ran the whole thing was a con oh, artist. Dude. Yeah, like a con artist on like the top degree to the point where it's like everything he ever set up, mm -hmm. he screwed people on, 
but people still kept giving him money. He tried to made off the whole situation. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> literally. And I, if I'm not mistaken, he is in jail right now. Wow. Because there's two documentaries. There was one that was on Hulu, which I didn't see any of. And there was one on Netflix where I saw like... What is it called? Oh, fire festival something. Yeah, fire if festival you look something. Fire festival. If you just type in fire with a Y, it pops up. Uh, yeah, because I I'm terrible with titles. I don't read that shit. I just F Y. If you look for F Y R E, you're gonna yeah. find fire festival. But like, like that. the the Hulu one, I know was made by like a promotional team that was a part of it, but they mostly went with like the workers and all those people, and they basically talked to those guys about like what had went down and like what were the things they went through, and then the Netflix one was more. Like, it talked with a lot of the people from the island as well as the workers. But the guy who ran it, he wasn't a part of, a part of it at all. But the Hulu one, he was a part of. But right. we don't get Hulu here, so we got to download it if you want to watch that version. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know what you're promoting, bro. I'm not promoting anything at all. I'll I'm just saying crime. there's ways to get the Hulu one in Canada. I'm not going to say how. Luhu? I don't know what you're talking about. What is, this? Huh? what is this? You want to drop service? your Instagram handle I'm, so they I'm can not, contact you I'm for not going to say how. If they want to talk to me about Fuck. mental health at leftylucky underscore on Instagram, they can contact me about mental health and I'll show them videos they can watch about mental health. <laughs> Especially mental health at festivals. If you'd good like. For, good for you. That's keep, it. Keep <laughs> but yeah, no, it was McFarlane. William McFarlane. That was his name. I knew it would come to me. You said Billy before. Well, Bill. Billy's the nickname. Yeah. <coughs> so yeah, he essentially screwed out. over a bunch of people trying to throw this elaborate festival in the Bahamas in six months. But like, if he was just trying to do like kind of like a woodstock thing right. where we just set up a stage some speakers and everybody just comes Come camps there. out you know we just we we live free on the island and we just party and it's like that do burning the fuck festival we want. they do it down in Nevada. it would have been great it would have been perfect right. in six months time you can right. do that just dig a bunch of latrines of those hippies but he was promising people villas yachts luxury catered food yeah this is not diddy like, <laughs> not diddy party. the fucking nines like he was he was essentially <laughs> How saying there were people paying for this shit dude some people like the cheapest i think was a thousand dollar package where you, you believe that right you could go to you could go to dr you're not gonna get a yacht you're not gonna get none of them shit for that price let, let me, you really let, me, people let me tell you let me you ask the price <laughs> right? let's talk about the price the cheap one where like you don't get the villas and yachts where essentially like you just you get your ticket and your flight to go to the festival, I think it was like a thousand bucks. But then there were some packages that were like two hundred thousand dollars, where you're getting the villa, you're getting the yacht, the catered food, you know, alcohol for the whole time of the festival, partying with other like Instagram people and celebrities. And the thing was like the influencers who got who got caught up with this though. All the, the idiots, of course. That's what my point. All is. the influencers right, all them on Instagram were promoting it, you know, pushing the app and everything, like had no clue what exactly they were promoting to people. But and then a bunch of these rich dickheads went down there thinking that they were gonna go to like this festival that was built up in six months, but ended up 
living in fucking chaos, not having water. Yeah, yeah, right. They were living like refugees. Well deserved. Dude, there, there was a guy who was literally prepared to suck dick <laughs> <laughs> to get $175,000 worth of water to the people at the festival. This is in the documentary. Wow. And he says it flat. He was like, because he's gay and he's like, okay, that makes like, sense. Like, I'm the gay guy. Like, they came to me. <laughs> no, and no, it's like, saying, it, no, but he said, he said, he was like, prepared to suck dick to get water for everybody at the festival. Bro, that but makes sense. How does that make like, sense? That makes sense. That, like, I'm not no, saying I'm, it don't make fucking sense. <laughs> Yo, I don't give a sense. fuck if you're gay, female, whatever. There is no way <laughs> you're gonna walk up to me and be like, "Yo, we need you to take one for the team. Yo, yo that shit. suck this guy's dick so we can get yo, water." You ever seen Basketball Diaries, bro? You ever seen Basketball Diaries? Well, you're not tell you right now. Keeping on, <laughs> keeping on topic. If you like, if I heard anybody say that, I'd be like, "Yo, we need this water. Yo, we need we need you to, to go in the office and, and do what you got to do. You got to bust it wide <laughs> open so we can get some water." Dude, I'm telling you right now, everybody. I would have been more shocked. It's a more, drought. I would have been more shocked if it was a straight dude. It's a fucking said drought. That. I'm sorry. Bro, we if, all suffering. If it was a straight dude saying that, I'd be like, yo, shit was bad. We all. No, but, but like, come on, man. Bro, I'm just saying. I don't care for, if it's a woman. I don't care if it's the not about guy's a woman. Gay. It, it has nothing to do with that. To me, it's, just, it's like, if. if, if let's we say, need water, we're going to work it out. Let's say we trapped on an island, right? We're going to work it let's out. Let's say me, you, and Jason's trapped on an island. And you got to blow out like a granny just to get some water. I mean, it is what it is. You're going to have to take one for the team. Okay, a granny. <laughs> I'm just saying. Nah, dog. <laughs> it is what it is. You I'm have... stealing before I no, got that. Jamali, please take one for the team. Well, let take it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Why? <laughs> no, you Majority can. Majority wins, bro. You are clearly the one who wants to drink water so badly, so I suggest you give granny a good time. But I'm just saying, that's fucked up. <laughs> People been I'll survive out drinking my own urine. I'm good. Wow. That's I'm a survivalist, sad, man. <laughs> my dude. You're going to be like, yo, I really need some water. I will drink my piss. I'm going to fight. I know how to filter water so I could take seawater fine, easy. Survival skills. What are you going to run it through your hair? Survival skills. <laughs> I ain't begging for no you water. Watch too much sci fi. Not snow, you know? Do you know how hard it is to filter, filter seawater? Yeah, bro. To, to extract. <laughs> we are currently in a water shortage in the world because only 7% of the water on this earth is actually drinkable for humans. And you think oh, all with all the seawater we have, if we could just easily filter that shit and give it to people, we wouldn't have done it already? It's very easy. People just don't want to pay for it. Some, that's that's all it is. California has always a water shortage. They have the most money, like GDP greater than most countries, but they don't want to pay for it. That's 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 as simple as it is. It's not cheap to do. Huh? And it's not simple to do. Yeah. I just told you, California has a GDP that's how, bigger than some countries. How do we do it, Jason? Huh? How do we just take all this seawater? No one wants to, to clean, pay for it. No one wants but to pay for it. But you said it's simple. How do no we do it? No one wants to pay for it. I, I'm not asking about paying. Do I have to tell you technical stuff that you don't understand if I tell you how to do it? I'm asking you. I want to learn. No, you won't learn. Jason, I would like to learn how to turn seawater. It'll take too long for you to water. understand. That's why I'm not going to tell you right now. Jason. I'm not going to tell you right now because it'll you take too long. You said it was easy. Easy doesn't mean short. Easy doesn't mean Jason, long. if it's easy, I think I'll, I will comprehend. Really? You're trying to say you're dumb, bro. Please explain it. Could you fly a plane? I, I am dumb on this current Could you subject. fly a plane? I would like to know. <laughs> Could you fly a plane? Jason, I cannot fly a plane. To me, it's easy. 
But it's a long explanation to tell you how to do it. What does this have to do with turning seawater into clean drinking I'm water? I'm making an, an, a point that just because it's easy <laughs> Jason, doesn't mean it's long. Jason, to- I'm asking you a very simple question here that deserves <laughs> an answer. Oh, How do we turn seawater, salt water, okay, are you into clean drinking water? I'm going to ask water. you a simple question. Are you okay, stupid or are you extra- dumb? Okay, I, could, I guess you would extract. Like, Am how- I speaking <laughs> a crazy language? Like, just because. I think my question is very simple. Just because yeah. something is easy to do does not mean it's very easy to explain. Well, it's quite easy, actually. You extract the salt so from the water. Make you it don't know how to explain it for the people. Can't explain it for short for the regular people. No, can't do it. Regular people. Who, who are regular people? The people who don't understand it. Matthew, you're an There example. you go. I mean, you. I admit, I don't know how to turn salt water from the sea into clean, drinkable water, but Jason said it was easy. You can. You just boil it. You filter. You take the steam. People do it in my country, and I'm sure they do it in Barbados. I just want Jason to explain. Okay, you want me to explain it to you? Explain it to him. Please. You boil explain the water. So you explain boil how Eska makes their water. Bro, I don't he doesn't work at Esca. Esca. It's the same way, though. No, it's not. Uh, bro, I, don't, I it's can't speak for the Esca. same way that he's talking Anyways, about. you asked a question. That I don't understand. So they would obviously have to boil the water, bring it to a, a boil. Mm-hmm. They would then filter out the steam because the salt would stay mm-hmm. in the bottom. And then it would make it drinkable. The steam itself. The, just like how Thank they you, do Jamali. And you pass it through either a mesh or anything. Thank you, Jamali. Any but you know salt? like how you have filtered bottled water that you put? Yes. It's the same way. You demineralize Jamali, the whole thing. I appreciate you. This guy. That was so simple. Now explain it back again. That you boil the water. He and knew. Then he was just I knew the whole fucking you. time. I just wanted you to tell the people. Explain it now. I'm listening. That oh you boil God. the water and then you take the evaporated water that goes up into the steam and then you take that and you separate it from the salt water that, well, the salt that stays at the bottom. What else do you have to do? After that, Nothing you else. literally clean it. It's already Ow. clean. Bottle it's steam, it. bro. Technically it is, but because there's chances are that there's some salt that can end up into the evaporation which is necessary well, you we clean need, it again that's what no but we need that because people who drink all these these bottled water jason could have explained they have so there was no sodium content which my mother drinks you have to put more you have you need more mineral salt in it because yeah. your body needs it because you can't have you can't have pure i mean that's yeah. what I'm, that's but that's my point so you need that some salt particles remaining in it that's why i appreciate you jamali you know what i mean Actually, there's also salting like Gatorade, it's electrolyte. It helps, yeah. you know, nurture. Jamali, the fuck out of here, my man. Your guys are extra today. Lord, give me my Yo, man. Are we Jamali, at, are we, we can wrap this up. Are right we? Now. I think we might be. No, we got to shout out those kids from London first. Well, it's a happy story to end it off. Yeah, so simple. <laughs> Why do you like to antagonize people, bro? I just wanted him to explain it. <laughs> I explained, but you haven't repeated it. No, Jamali explained it. Thank you very much, Jamali. But you haven't repeated it. I appreciate you. You are cherished. All right. Yeah, we should change your fucking podcast to the Golden Girls, bro. Hey, <laughs> I love the Golden Girls, okay? <laughs> you you watch your fucking mouth. You watch your goddamn mouth. Sensitive. Speaking on the Golden Girls, okay? Okay, Betty. Wait. I will not accept. Betty Black, let's go. Hey, that's a compliment. Thank you. So three young men from Hertfordshire, UK, saved the life of a man who was trying to commit suicide by jumping off a bridge with a rope around his neck. Yep. I think those kids are dope. They were, two of them were 13, one of them was 14. 14, And they literally like, they're walking, I think they were walking home from school, and they see the man on the bridge. Yep. 
they go out to him, they start talking to him, and when they realize that they're not going to be able to actually talk him down and he begins to jump, they hold on to him, the three of them. And they hold the rope. Yeah, hold the rope, hold on to him, and literally stay there till some other people came to help him out. But just the patience, the courage, and the foresight to just go after this person and try to make them realize the value in their life. We got to take hats off to them, so I'm going to say their name. Sean, Sean Young, 13. Devontae Kaferke, 13. And Sammy Farah, 14. Pretty dope. Tip dope. my hat to you guys. Give you a, a slow clap. Good job, kids. Yep. We need more of that in the world, man. Oh, good. for sure. It's beautiful, man. It is. I mean, it's good that these kids at that, that such a young age know the value of life. You know what I mean? And only that, it's like, what are the odds, right? And they're, I mean, to be well composed, like, because, yeah. I mean, I remember as a kid, I must have been like maybe 13 sitting on my balcony. I used to live right on the Dakari Expressway, and I literally, my sister, who's seven years younger than I, were on the balcony. We literally watched a man jump onto the Dakari Freeway. Oh, shit. Like, that shit, like, I remember that vividly. So when I saw this story, I was like, yo, that's crazy. Yeah. Because I didn't think I would even be brave enough to, to you know, walk up to something. My first thing, instinct would be like, yo, if you pull me with him, I'm going well, too. That's well, why they tell you to stay away from that. It's like, you think majority of times in our society, right? Like, when we're outside walking these days, a lot of people are on their phones. They're not really paying attention to their surroundings. So, you have these three boys that realize something is wrong with this guy. Right. And they go up to him and, and actually, like, take the time to find out, right. you know? Most times you would see that and be like, you don't want to get involved. Yeah. But that's, that's, but in, in, they would tell you too, the reason why I didn't want you to get involved because, because either like Jamali said, something could happen to you as well yeah. while you're trying to help people. And that's why more of the times you hear people, you hear more people saving people instead of, oh, what about the people that went to save person, but something else happened to them. You don't hear that very often. Yeah. I'm sure it does happen a lot, but. To either get pulled down, even if you're jumping off some shit, or th- that's why I always tell you to have like stay away, have a professional come in and stuff like that because you don't know. Well, what thankfully this person they is. didn't stay away because yeah. if they hadn't, that man literally would have jumped, the rope would have snapped his neck, and he wouldn't be here. Yeah. But you it's know? an act of selflessness, you know. What it, I mean? is. it is, and I think I'm one to say like I've already told you guys like I'm not that type of guy. I mean, I help you, I give you good advice. But no, you you're not, you're not danger. the savior. It's okay. You know what I mean? It is what it is. But, I mean, I'm glad to see that there's other people that are not like me. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> and especially being t- at a such young age. Because to be, to be composed, right? Because yeah. you have to think that at this point, this is a dude, like, at any moment could just jump. Yeah. And for them to literally beginning, you know, they had conversation from what I read for a while. And they tried yeah, to talk him like down. Yeah, it wasn't like they walked up to him, yeah. said a few words, and he tried to jump, and now they're holding him. Like, right. I'm quite sure they were there for... And they must have been able to engage him, because most of the time when you... I'm sure when you're in that state of mind, you're irrational. Yeah. And then it's like, yo, I don't want you to talk. Get away from me. And then the kid's like, well, I tried. He told me to get away. I'm keep moving. It seems like they literally, you know, got really no, involved. They, they refused at, to, to walk away dope. from him. You know, like they, they took the initiative to be like, no, we're not going to let you do this. Yeah. And even when he tried to do it, they yeah. forcibly like yeah. made sure he didn't do it till somebody was able to come and help, help them like, take him off of the edge of the bridge. Yeah. Like I said, man, hats off to those kids. You know, you are our shining heroes to begin 2019. And let's just hope we don't have these type of situations happen where we need heroes. But 
if it does happen, we have these people around to save the day. Most definitely. All right. So as we bring this to a close, uh, anything you want to drop off before we close this out? <coughs> nah, man. You good? I'm you great. Gucci? I'm great. Gang, gang. Jason? I'm good. Gucci? Yeah, man. Gang, gang. I'm good, too. Everybody, uh, I don't know if we're going to record before the day. No, we're not. January 30th, I believe, is Bell Let's Talk Day. I take that very seriously. Every fucking year I do. Yep. Bell Let's Talk. You use the hashtag. It donates money, but at the same time, it brings more awareness to mental health issues, which I've dealt with in my life. I have family members who dealt dealt with in their life. Highly encourage everybody who's dealing with anything, get the professional help you need. With that said... Thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. I think at this point you guys know where you can reach us, but if not, Jason's going to put it in the descriptions. Yep. Thank you guys for listening. Tell your friends, tell your family, and tell your pets. Don't be mad, podcast. Peace. Love is love. Peace. We out.